G'day humans, what's a good boy? Chris Funder here with Previous Alex for another edition of Wrestling Hostile. How are you, mate? I am fantastic, man. It's been a tough week to be an Aussie wrestling fan. Um, some tragic news. I'm guessing we're going to dive straight into that. Yeah, we can talk about this uh, off the top here. Uh, the sad passing of Miami. Uh, aged 36 fans would be familiar with her work from... Uh, Right City Wrestling and uh, more recently MCW being the heavy, I guess you could say, for one lover boy, Lockie Hendricks. Yeah, that's where I'm most familiar with her work. Uh, she was fantastic in that role. She was uh, essentially the the China to lover boys Triple H. Now that you mention that, that does play really well considering he was supposed to be talking Uncle Paul. Yeah, yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, she, she did a... She was fantastic. Um, yeah, I sort of know her more from her time when her career was winding down, per se. But, yeah, um, she's been around for a long time in the Aussie scene, and, you know, everyone has a story about her, and it's great to see all the stories coming out. But, yeah, it's just a... The real shame. Um, not real sure what happened, but yeah, thoughts are with her family and friends at this time. Yeah, it's horrible so, news. Uh, hang on, as I bring up our uh, thing. Yeah, absolutely horrible news uh, around our age as well. Yeah, yeah, what was her age? Thirty-six. Yeah, jeez. So I've got a so I've, young. There's uh, stories here from uh, news.com.au, the Daily Mail of the UK, of course, the Adelaide Advertiser, nine, uh, Channel 9 in Australia, the New York Post. Wow. The Sun in the UK. So, uh, yeah, this is this is really big news. I don't think uh, Miami quite realised the uh, impact she had on the wrestling scene, not only here, but uh, globally, it seems. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And last I heard, she was um, helping out with MCW Academy in training people there. Training the but, next generation. Yes. Um, oh, man, if she came along like five, ten years later, she probably would have been signed. <laughs> oh, you mean like how uh, Rhea got signed? Yeah. Yeah, she she That's probably would have been like Miami in her prime. Like she was like Australia's Beth Phoenix. Yeah, uh, I should note here that the uh, the news of her passing was broken by a uh, Wrestle Radio Australia. Yeah, uh, of course, uh, the voice behind that being uh, Todd Eastman, uh, who did spend a number of years with Miami in Wright City. So our uh, thoughts go out to uh, Todd as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's absolutely tragic news. Um, yeah, it caught us all off guard, that's for sure. Yeah, I just, yeah, did not see this happening. Um, just, yeah, completely caught off guard, I think, is the, uh, the best way to describe it here. But she's had matches against Rhea, and Rhea put out that um, post uh, just basically saying... Uh, Thinking of you, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, 
I suppose it's no really easy way to transition, but uh, talking about news broken on a podcast, uh, should we continue with that to a one legend of the podcasting world of wrestling? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, so me and Alex have been uh, fans of this man for quite a while. He's hanging up the headset. Dan the Mouthlefansky retires after 25 years on air. Most well known for uh, his roles with Canada's live audio wrestling and Sunday night's main event. Yeah. Uh, to be quite blunt about it, if it wasn't for Dan the Mouthlefansky, this podcast wouldn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty true. Yeah. So. Yeah, if it wasn't for guys like Jason Agnew, Dan Wawranski, Waiting, John Pollock. W.H. Park, who for some reason took me on a New Japan podcast where I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, nice, nice. (laughs) Um, Yeah, if it wasn't for those guys, like, we probably wouldn't have reconnected and then, like, started talking about wrestling and then I shared, like, oh, there's this podcast, you should have a listen to it. <laughs> and then that eventuated into us having this podcast. Do you have a favourite moment of the mouth? Oh, there was just this time where where for ages he fantasy booked like Goldberg returning. <laughs> and then Goldberg returned and he hated it. And it was just the best. It was just so funny. His constant <laughs> hatred of Shane McMahon followed up with him reviewing AEW to escape WWE and having remember, to talk about Jade Cargill. I remember one um, review away back in the day where they brought Dan Levransky on to discuss, I think it was King of the Ring 01, the Shane McMahon Kurt Angle match. <laughs> and he just goes on this massive tirade of like, Look at everyone else on the roster. Who would have been allowed to do the stuff that Shane McMahon was allowed to do in that match? Of course he got over. And of course everyone remembers all the crazy stunts he did because he was the only one allowed to do those stunts. Also true. Uh, there's like It's not a great interview per se, but it's a memorable one where he's talking to Ric Flair and um, Charlotte's like, just starting out developmental, and Dan asks him about his daughter. He goes, "Oh yeah, this interview's over," and walks off. <laughs> and then there's um, you know uh, what Dan, when Dan appeared on Raw, don't you? Uh no. He uh, got put on the list during a Chris Jericho interview, and then he appeared in a screenshot of the list of Jericho. That's right. Yeah, yeah. How can I forget? Yeah, I do remember that. Uh, so, yes, yeah, pour one out for the mouth, taking a much-deserved retirement. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I hope he spends his... Uh, his remaining years listening to all of his favourite records uh, and hopefully not watching any Shane McMahon or Goldberg matches. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, did you catch New Japan announcing their lineup for Best of the Super Juniors 30? I did see some of this, yeah. Um, let the humans know. 
So in block A, it'll feature Hiromu Takahashi, Taiji Ishimori, Sho, Titan, Doki, Kushida, TJP, Leo Rush, Mike Bailey, and Rusuke Taguchi. Meanwhile, in block B, it'll feature El Desperado, Yo, Robbie Eagles, Francisco Akira, Bushi, Clark Connors, Kevin Knight, Yoshinobu Katabaru, Master Watto, and Dan Maloney. Quite the uh, quite the pick of the field there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, um, honestly, not a remarkable lineup for me. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who doesn't like the flippy guys wrestling. It's not about weight limits. It's about no limits. Also, who the fuck is Dan Maloney? <laughs> okay, well that uh, scratches off this question I've written down here on my paper. Ask Alex who Dan Maloney is. Um, oh yeah, my God. no idea. I'm guessing some LA young line that's just coming in. Um, uh, Google Google is telling me Dan, Daniel Maloney is an English professional wrestler currently working for various of the British independent scene promotions such as Progress and Rev Pro. Okay, so it's a Rev Pro guy. Yeah, good on him. Um, um, wow, okay. Maloney <laughs> made his WWE debut on the NXT UK brand while taking part in the inaugural UK Championship Tournament. <laughs> Don't remember that. Um, hang on. Let... Hang on. Really? Yep. Um, hang on. What else does it say here? He was with WWE from 2017 to 2021. <laughs> You're kidding me, right? I'm not kidding you. That's what it says here on his Wikipedia page. 2017 to 2021. Wow. Maloney often teamed up... Uh, Okay, he might not have been signed. He might have just been making sporadic appearances because it said it basically says here that he never won. <laughs> uh, he lost to Mandrews in the first round. Yeah, I do not remember that at all. And I've watched that tournament because it was like, oh, this is the shiny new toy of the week. It was actually a decent that uh, shine got quickly dulled. <laughs> yeah yeah that first UK tournament was good uh, then they just did nothing with the brand for ages and by then they were behind the eight ball but uh, this uh, Super Juniors tournament I'm looking forward to uh, Hiromu versus Kushida Hiromu versus Mike Bailey yeah um, that'll be good Taiji versus Mike. It's pretty much a lot of Mike Bailey-like matches because they're sort of like first-time matchups for Mike Bailey. Um, Mike Bailey's on the fast track of being, like, outside of the major companies, the wrestler of the year. He's popping up everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, he's, still, the... he's still missing something. I don't know what it is, though. Looking over to B block for me, I mean, I'm looking forward to Despy and Robbie because I love me some Despy and Robbie, 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 but uh, it's, yeah. 
it's not a great block. block. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not great over there. Uh, also, it'd be interesting to see how the Wild Rhino, Clark Connors, does now that he's a, was he Bullet Club Impact? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, he is, isn't he? No, he's, isn't he Bullet Club just New Japan? Oh, uh, hang on, we can have a quick look to see. Uh, he, it was with Finley, wasn't it? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I get confused. Uh, no, it was with Finley. I swear. Uh, members, members. It says he's in Impact. But it happened at... Yeah, it happened at a New Japan show. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying <laughs> what it says here. Yeah, it happened at a New Japan show. Wikipedia can be wrong. Yeah, oh. why is it Gino listed? Oh, wait, no, they did correct it again to put Gino back. It's like an ongoing thing where people remove Gino from former Bullet Club member <laughs> and then put it back. Uh, oh, dear. Uh, I suppose from there, AEW's All In, which is at Wembley Stadium, London, does a reported 36,000 in ticket sales for day one. I swear I saw a post today that said 43,000. Okay, so that'd be updated day two figure. Yeah. What'd you say? 43. Wow. Um, so, yeah, they're going uh, pretty good to already half-filling the stadium when everyone was drawing them off. Have you seen the seating plan, though? There was a seating um, yeah. plan that that came out where it looked like every second row was empty. Now, that could have just been a WWE, you know, stand putting out that. But there was... Where was it? I've got to find it now. Okay. As Alex has a quick look. I'm having a look here. This one... Uh, reposted to Reddit of the Ticketmaster layout, and it looks like the uh, the uh, uh, what do you call it? The entranceway is going to be from the players' tunnel out towards the uh, center of the pitch, so to speak. So they're not mm. going to have a big elaborate stage. It looks like. Yeah, I mean, sometimes the best stage is just the people that you have in the stadium. Yeah, that that can be as good of a looking stage as anything. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. This person must have deleted it. It must have been bullshit. So Speaking of that. deleting tweets, <laughs> you see, old TK's been on a bit of a tirade. Oh yeah, he said something about Nick Khan and going off at someone for claiming that. AEW was only going to put 40,000 people in the stadium. <laughs> and then came back like 10 minutes later and went, you haven't really thought through this <laughs> trying to reword it so it's politer. Um, did you do your homework, sir? I did. I did. I've, I've got like five main matches that I think will happen and then like... The rest is sort of like a um and ah sort of situation. How many matches did you go? Well, I've gone eight. Ooh, okay. 
Uh, I could go first if you like. I'm only right. running through the matches. This isn't a fug scenario. No, no. Uh, hang on, I just want to um, pull up the uh, roster if I can, but I probably can't. Um, yeah, so this is uh, written, like, for me, as if all parties are injury-free and the champions retain between now going through double or nothing and forbidden door. Mm. So there's a there's a little bit of that to it as well as um uh all the backstage issues are resolved and I've put three matches on my zero hour card. Oh wow. How many total matches? Twelve. Shit, you got more than me. So it's it's only gonna take a moment to to go through these. Yeah. Uh, so match one, Anthony Agogo in a singles match versus Big Bill with Sid. Yes. Uh, match two, I have a tag match of the Outcasts versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Rebel. Nice. And to close out the zero hour pre show, I had a. Uh, TNT Championship four-way match of Wardlow, uh, who's the current champ at the moment, versus Kip Sabian, versus Lee Moriarty, versus Mark Briscoe. Nice. Uh, Then main event, oh, main event, main card, kicking things off, I would have had uh, World Trio's Championship of the House of Black versus The Undisputed. Of course, nice. uh, Carl has his uh, neck problem, so that's probably not going to happen. But uh, match five, a tag match of the Hardys versus La Faction and Goblin Ables because we need to finish with this thing and move on mm-hmm. of Andrade and Rush, but Andrade's probably not going to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, match six, I think you'll like this idea. AWTBS Championship. Jade Cargill, the defending champ against, well, she was signed to Ring of Honor at one point, Session Moff Martina. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, the international championship I would have put on next, Orange Cassidy defending champ in a freeway against Puck and Miro. Nice. Uh, then we go to match eight, a trios match. Of the JAS, Jericho, Matt Menard, and Angelo Parker against Sting, Darby Allen, and Bill Goldberg, which I will totally admit I took that trio from you. <laughs> uh, match number nine of the night, if I'm reading this right, yep. AW World Tag Team Championship, FTR, the defending champs, versus the IWGP tag champs, not for their titles, Aussie Open. Nice. So given Forbidden Doors are about two months before this, you could do something for Forbidden Door to set this up here and then have the return match it all out. Yeah. Uh, match number 10, a trios match of the Elite versus Bullet Club Gold and CM Punk. Interesting. Match number 11, AEW World Championship, 
Maxwell Jacob Friedman versus Brian Danielson. Interesting. And I went for my main event, Women's World Championship, Jamie Hayter versus Soraya. Wow. What do you got, my friend? Hang on, I'm just putting the finishing touches because I just remembered one I forgot to write down. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, Danielson I put in the world title match because he fought, oh, what was it? McGuinness at Ring of Honor, I think it's Unified, Ring of mm-hmm. Honor United, um, something like that where they unify the pure and the world title for the first time. Yeah. Which so is really good match. Yeah. So mine, um, I might be missing a few things, but I have added a couple here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve matches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like there are some obvious matches that are gonna happen like at the next pay-per-view at the end of the month, like the um it looks like we're heading towards something with the four pillars. It looks like we're heading towards some sort of tag match with Britt and Jamie against the outcasts and yeah. like that sort of obvious stuff I've tried to avoid. Yeah. Well, I, I have um, – there are people that I probably have missed that I probably should have, um, yeah. that I shouldn't have. But anyway, on my card – Big stadium show. Use a veteran to put over a rising star, right? Mm. Hook Hook versus Chris Jericho. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, another match. Uh, the International Championship. Orange Cassidy versus Jay White. And then you put that belt on Jay White. Just saying. Um, Don't hate it. Yeah. Put the international championship on someone who's, you know, international. Um, I'm going all over the shop here. Darby and Sting. Because, you know, Sting, big, big show, big name. Versus something different here. The Lucha Bros. Just because that'll be a complete fucking extravaganza. Do you put the Ring of Honor tag titles on the line in that match? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Uh, Now that you just reminded me that they're the ROH tag champs, so yeah, sure, do it. (laughs) Oh, no, no. Um, Jade Cargill defending the TBS championship. Against someone she's never defended, and I feel like they've been kept separate for a long time for a reason. That reason is a big stadium show. Brett Baker. I don't hate it. Yeah, that's a better use of Brett than what I had in mind. Yeah. Um. All right. Adam Cole, baby, versus Will Osprey. Oh, I forgot to put Osprey on my card. Yeah, I mean, you got to have Osprey. All right. We, we like tag matches, right? So how about this? 
Brian Danielson and John Moxley versus Tanahashi and Okada. Just a big star power tag match. Take my money. Yep. All right. Um, in my head, there's going to be a story that plays out involving who's a part of the elite and all that sort of shit. So I'm going to have Hangman Page versus Kota Ibushi. That's uh yeah, that's an idea. My When do you think Kota is coming? Soon. Okay. When cause... when when Takeshita joins the BCC? I was thinking they might be able to hold it off to um either Forbidden Door or... After everything Ibushi said about New Japan and their management, do you think that they'd want to bring him in on the New Japan co-promoted show? Yeah, probably not. That's <laughs> why I was thinking, well, not um, Forbidden Door, then what's afterwards? Ah, oh, all in. So my plan, as I pull up my um, card here, sorry to just derail you with Ibushi, you sort of caught me off guard because I was going to bring this up afterwards. Yeah, so I had the Elite versus um, Bullet Club of uh, Rock Hard, Juice Robinson, Switchblade, Jay White, and CM Punk. And, like, I was going to have Takestia, like, around ringside and then join Bullet Club. Mm. And then that leads to the beatdown of the Elite and out comes Coda in that stadium crowd. Yep. Yeah, Go ahead. nice. Uh, your Coda match. <laughs> from there yeah uh also i'm gonna do something really out of left field here the hardys versus christian and luchasaurus but before this pay-per-view luchasaurus pulls out and christian's gonna bring in a surprise partner and what's what's adam copeland doing in the aw zone When's his uh, contract running out? Uh, I believe it's in like July or August or something. It's like around, like it's before All In. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And also, don't you mean Canosaurus? Yeah, Canosaurus. Um, yeah, so. And, and in the weeks leading up to it, they're going to make it very obvious who the mystery partner's going to be without actually saying it, you know, like they did with Punk and all that sort of shit in the past. Um, also, TNT title. Wardlow versus Pack. Pack wins. Good. Yeah. Pack <laughs> and ho- something. Ho- hopefully that means that he can actually stick around and defend it, but that's another story for another day. Um, All right, so now we're into the business end. Uh, Co-semi-main event. Special trios match. The Elite, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus CM Punk and FTR. Yeah, that's what I was umming and daring about using FTR as as well. And then if the rumours are true that All Out is still happening, then you do 
Kenny versus Punk at All Out, FTR versus The Bucks at All Out. Um, true, true. All right. So I'm just going to not make this the main event, despite you making it the main event. No, no, no. I got <laughs> what you got. I was going to make this the main event. Jamie Hayter versus Soraya for the women's title. So we're both on the same page in terms of what we think should main event this event. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, it's going to be the main event. Have but, but my main event announcement is what MJF's doing at this stadium show. Yeah. Who is the biggest superstar of David? Who is the greatest Jewish athlete in the professional wrestling scene? It will all be determined when MJF defends the AEW World Championship versus Goldberg. As soon as you said what MJF is doing, I'm like, oh my God, they're both Jewish. (laughs) (laughs) And you know MJF would, in the build-up to that, just milk the shit out of that. Oh, yeah. Um, I like that as well. Um, and after the main event um, of Soraya winning the women's title from Jamie Hayter, we have a weird debut. Well, not a weird debut. Oh, you're putting but... bugs into this. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is just hypothetical, just like how you hypothetically booked Kota Ibushi's run in. Fair, fair. <laughs> um, in a weird sort of bizarro world thing, Saray is celebrating her title win and she gets interrupted by the debuting AJ Mendez, the former AJ Lee. And it's just a big fucking role reversal of how Paige debuted on the main roster. I love it. Um, <laughs> I'm just having a quick look through the event history of um, AEW, at least the uh, pay-per-view event history, and the women have not headlined. No, never. I doubt and they're going to headline Forbidden Door unless you've got Mercedes. Oh, actually, Mercedes isn't IWGP Women's Champ anymore. Yeah, and I was going to say, if you can't get AJ, you bring in Mercedes after the... Because, like, as much as it's awesome to have, like, an all-women's main event and then, you know, hometown, home country girl beats another home country girl in the main event, you also really want to, like, add a little bit more to it because it's such a big stadium. So if AJ's not available, you bring in Mercedes. Um, just having a look, it says, oh, so that was all during the pre-sale uh, portion. The pre-sale sold 43,000 tickets, garnering revenue of in US dollars, 5.7 million. General tickets go on sale Friday UK time. Wow. That was that was just pre-sale. That Shit. was pre-sale. Um, if... If AEW does a tour of Australia, how many tickets do you think they could sell day one? Not that many. 10,000? I I think they could 
they could probably do like a twenty thousand seater. What like a Rod Laver arena? Yeah, something like that. I, I think they could possibly do a oh, what's it called now? What's fucking Colonial Stadium called these days? Uh, Marvel. Marvel Stadium. Yeah, they could possibly do that. I think it would take it. Wouldn't they? Wouldn't sell forty three thousand on pre sale, but I think I think they could fill it. Yeah. Yeah. I think they I think could they fill could. Marvel. Um. Yeah. But you know, AEW is on a TV sh- on a TV station ran by Warner Brothers Media, who are the people behind DC. So maybe th- they wouldn't go to Marvel Stadium. <laughs> yeah, let's go to Suncorp Stadium. <sighs> yeah, bring bring a wrestling event to Queensland. Plus, you're almost guaranteed to have good weather. Oh man, they they should do fucking beach break in. On the Gold Coast for schoolies. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> It'd be like, uh, what is it? Um, when they used nitro. to do this, yeah, Nitro spring break. Terrible idea. I get yeah, it. Kevin Nash it. and Scott Hall are just shit-faced on air. <laughs> yeah, there would definitely be some people like that. Um, if... You if just know Chris Jericho would be hammered. <laughs> if Soraya wins, is this the greatest triumph for Norwich since Mike Bassett won the Mr. Clutch Cup? <laughs> I would say so. I would say so. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. It it would essentially be like AEW's um, SummerSlam 92 moment. It would be a nod to SummerSlam 92 Sold out Wembley, hometown wrestler, uh, home so country was wrestler. Davey Boy headlining for the IC title, wasn't it? Yep. So who was world champion around that show or on that show? So that was Flair. And where was Flair during that show? It was he had a match against Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, was it Warrior? Yeah, let me just double check. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, SummerSlam was... 92. By the way, that was old Wembley Stadium. Um, I see so many people just be like, oh, oh this is the very stadium that AEW is going to try to fill up. Well, no, it's not. It isn't at all. It's a different stadium. It's in the same um, location, but it's different. Yeah, yeah, Ultimate... Oh, it was Randy Savage was champ. That's right. And Ultimate Warrior beat Randy Savage by count out because Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect, like, screwed screwed over everyone. Yeah. It was real shit. Real shit. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Good thing they man, had... Uh, some of the matches... The event. <laughs> yeah, some of the matches they had on there... Here, if they didn't have Bulldog and Brett in the main event, what a fucking shitty card this is. I'm having a look here. Dark match of Duggan and Bushwhackers versus the Mountie and the Nasty Boys. Papa Shungo versus Tito Santana. And then on the main card, Legion of Doom defeat Money Inc. 
Yeah, that Niles. was when Hawk was admittedly on meth or crack or some shit. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Dark Side. Yep. Uh, Nails defeats Virgil. Rick Martel versus Shawn Michaels ends in a double count out. Yeah, and, and that was a heel versus heel match. The naturals to determine who was the prettiest wrestler in the WWF, by the way. <laughs> oh, Rick Martel was the model. Yeah, and they were fighting for the affection of Sherry. Uh, the Natural Disasters defeat the Beverly Brothers. Crush defeats Repo Man. Warrior defeats Savage via countout. So he doesn't get the championship there, but uh, gets the win. Undertaker, yeah, have a look at the time of that Ultimate Warrior match. 28 minutes? What the fuck? Wow. Uh, 28 minutes for a countout. Taker defeats Kamala in a singles match via disqualification after three minutes. Yep. There's a dark match in here, which is the 10th match on the card. Tatanka defeats the Berserker. Yep. Uh, which one's the Berserker? The one who says Hoss a lot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a uh, ripoff of Bruiser Brody. Ah. Yeah. And yes, the main event for the IC title, uh, it is. Uh, Bulldog defeating Bret Hart. Uh, yeah, I suppose quickly, last little thing on a AW, Dark and Elevation are ending with the arrival of, is it Collision for Saturday? Yeah, is both Dark and Elevation ending, or is it just Dark? I think it's both. Okay, cool. Good. Yeah, get rid of both, and I guess put the Four hours of dark, focus on writing good Saturday show and a compelling Friday show and fixing up Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, I am very curious to see when they're announcing Collision. Maybe they're going to announce it in Korea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, deep cut reference. Uh, I suppose. 300,000 people in attendance. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> just quickly here uh, this report coming out of uh, WWE writers wanting Mustafa Ali a creative idea him being in a love triangle with Aaliyah and he's got a secret and that secret is he's behind the September 11th attacks what the fuck uh, hang on let me just quickly just double check something here yeah Alex is a just going to double-check some facts. Yeah, yeah, because I just need to, before I even say anything. Um, okay. Take that away from that. Uh-oh. I so, that'll get us in legal trouble. <laughs> so, Mustafa Ali. Uh, my apologies, Mustafa. Yes, I keep forgetting. Um, he... He organised and orchestrated the 9-11 terrorist attacks when he was just 15 years of age. Oh, were you checking his age? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Wow. What a smart 15-year-old to be able to orchestrate that at that age. Jesus. Also, this goes against what WWE's narrative for him already was on their own television. 
he's a former Chicago policeman. <laughs> um, now, you'll remember who this was. Uh, wrestler of Med- Middle Eastern descent. Um, Muhammad Hassan. Wow. <laughs> okay, I didn't even have to finish the rest of the clues. Yes, Muhammad Hassan. Uh, sort of hints of that, but not as far as what TNA would go with his wrestling theme. Oh, uh, well, they did that with Davari, not Muhammad oh, Hassan. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, where it was just, what, a bomb exploding or a pla- plane a crashing. Plane crashing. Plane crashing, yeah. Oh, my God. And then, like, his... like crossed the line. His, um, like, time... I guess his Cartertron <laughs> video was, uh... His Dixie-tron was, um... Was, like, yeah, just, like, a plane and, like, a bomb ticking down and shit like that. It was just, oh, real gross. Good old Sheikh Abdul-Bashir. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, not... Not exactly the uh, most, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, progressive idea. <laughs> no, no, not just, not at all. Uh, should we talk about the draft then? I suppose just quickly a couple of notes from AEW uh, TV this week for me. Um, Ritz Shiner, Shades of Becky after Nia got her hands on her. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, Roddy Strong debuts. I didn't realise this was the knacker you were referring to last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, the thing I found interesting was on his, like, video, video on his <laughs> entrance, his RS logo looks like it says SRS. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, what's Sean Ross Sapp doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say it looks like RSP Ricky Shane Page No, it, it literally like when he makes his entrance I don't I don't think you've watched Dynamite today yet not yet no no so when he makes his entrance on Dynamite today just look at the video screen it almost clearly says SRS yeah uh, what else did I note of um, Jay Cargill moving to 56 and 0. Sure. Yeah. Hurry up and come back. Uh, what's your name? Galaxy's Greatest Alien. Statlander. Yeah. Yep. Um, funny line here on commentary. Brian saying, why is he with the elite referring to... Uh, uh, Takeshita. Takeshita. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, why is he with the elite? So he can wash their balls like Cutler and Nakazawa. Yeah. I'm enjoying Dynamite. Rampage with its changing time slot is kind of miss at the moment. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, the draft, night one. Oh god, we, oh, we're not okay. going through everything. <laughs> no, no, but um, I do have some takes. Okay, uh, I'm just going to go through some of the major people here. First pick of night one. Mm. Roman goes to uh, SmackDown, takes the undisputed WWE Universal Championship with him, and Cody goes to Raw. Uh, I'm just going to note some of the champions here, and then anyone else Alex wants to bring up, he can, because everyone else has already talked about the draft to death. Uh, 
Bianca, Raw Women's Champion, going to SmackDown. Gunther, Intercontinental Champion, going to Raw. I'm uh, just having another look here. Uh, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, NXT Women's Tag Team Champs, getting the call up to SmackDown. Indy Hartwell, NXT Women's Champion, getting the call up to Raw. Uh, Rhea Ripley goes first pick of Night 2 to Raw as SmackDown Women's Champion. Austin Fury goes first pick of SmackDown on Night 2 with the US title. The undisputed tag team champions, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, will go to Raw, so Zayn moves from SmackDown. Uh, the women's tag team champs of Liv and Raquel go to Raw. And I think that is it in terms of the tag teams. few other NXT call-ups here are notable. Zion Quinn is a free agent. It is listed. Uh, how could you forget Von Wagner is a free agent? Probably the same way I forgot that Dolph Ziggler was employed. <laughs> uh, Grayson Waller getting the call-up from NXT to SmackDown. Emma I actually watched Raw Talk after Raw to see the supplemental Raw picks. Yeah. And Grayson's promo he cuts was fucking amazing. Is it worth trying to find? Yeah, yeah, it was just really good because, like, you could tell, like, he's still trying to be, like, the dickhead heel, but you could also tell that he's genuinely, like, emotional. Yeah. Uh, so for you, any uh, surprises or big changes, big moves? Um, well, first of all, I just want a quick shout-out to Rob Van Dam for coming out and his uh, card that he was reading from was upside down. <laughs> How did they have Teddy Long on the first night on SmackDown and he announces the Raw picks? Yeah, it makes no sense. Longest um, GM in SmackDown history. Yeah. to announce Raw. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it makes zero sense. Just like how it makes all the sense in the world for the booker of NXT to come out and announce that he's losing his women's champion and his women's tag champions. Yeah, Sean, I'm not happy about this. What, you're not happy your, your developmental people are ready and getting a call-up? Selfish, selfish, Sean. Yeah. Yeah, oh, then Road Dog made a good joke about Sean losing his smile. It was good. Um, Corpus Christi was actually a lively crowd for once. Yes, yes, that was good. Um, other, like, things of note, um, like, Raw seems to be getting a lot of the tag teams. They seem to have the exclusive rights to the tag titles, not just the men's, but the women's. Yes, yeah, so so, I've got it listed down here where all the titles fell. So SmackDown picks up in the men's division the undisputed Universal title and the US title. They have no men's tag. Uh, for the women's, they've got the Raw Women's Championship and no women's tag, whereas Raw's got the World Heavyweight Championship to be crowned later this month. Yeah, They've got the IC champ. They've got the undisputed WWE tag champs. They've got the SmackDown Women's Champ and they've got the WWE Women's Champs. What's going to happen with these tag belts? Are we going to get new tag champions? Are the tag champs going to be roaming? 
uh, we're going to split the men's tag belts again. And if we're going to have roaming champs, why is Roman exclusive to one brand when he's not a free agent? But Brock Lesnar is a free agent. So here's what I reckon we're going to see. Yeah. On SmackDown, well, on Raw, we're going to have the World Heavyweight Championship. And then we're going to have, instead of doing the stupid title swap, we're going to have new belts as well. And it's going to be the WWE World Women's Championship. Yeah. And the WWE World Tag Championships. And then on SmackDown, we're going to have the WWE Universal Championship, the WWE Women's Universal Championship, and the WWE Tag Team Universal Championship. Just saying it right now. That's what's happening. I don't hate that. I like that a hell of a lot better than Bianca and Rhea playing swapsies when Bianca's got a record-setting reign. Yeah. After swapping uh, the women's belts worked so well last time with Becky and Charlotte. So who... Hang on, it was Rhea that goes on Raw, right? Rhea's going... uh, To Raw. to, To Raw as SmackDown champ, yep. Yeah. So I would theoretically make a new title that looks almost just do what you did with the WWE title and the women's title and just make like a white strapped smaller version of the world heavyweight title for the women I don't hate that idea and I think it would actually probably look cool as fuck uh sure somebody's already yeah well sort of like that yeah anything to avoid doing swapsies again yeah and my god are they keeping Rhea and Bianca separate they're doing it for a reason yeah and they're also keeping uh, Cody and uh, Roman separate Mm-hmm. So with Cody being the number one pick for Raw, yes, does he win this belt? No. Who wins this belt? Seth. Okay. Also, what the fuck was Seth wearing this past week? Uh, th- that's just... I just don't even notice anymore because it's just so used to it. What is uh, like lacy... Uh, Jeff Jarrett inspired book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very um, 1996 Jeff Jarrett. Um, yeah, so I reckon um, Cody's going to get screwed out of this tournament. And this next year, all the way up to the Rumble, it's going to be like a battle of Cody trying to get to a title. and And then Cody does something that hasn't been done for almost, like, 20, almost 30 years, shit. Yeah. Um, And he wins back-to-back rumbles. Austin? Yeah. Last guy to do it? Yep. Because that was, that was my next, going to be my next question. Um, With Roman on the other brand, if Cody doesn't win this, his obvious options to get to 
Roman would be Money in the Bank, which is like the pay-per-view after yeah. Night of Champions, or yep. the Rumble again. Yep. And you know what I would do? Fucking call me controversial here. Yeah. You know who I would book to win Money in the Bank this year? Finn. I would book Logan Paul to win it. Okay, Corey ruined it with Otis, so why not? And I would have him cash in and beat Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. I don't hate it. (laughs) And, you know, he doesn't need to have it long. He doesn't need to have it long. But, yeah, I think that could be fucking mega heat. And what if he... Say he wins it a money in the bank, he wins the briefcase, cashes yeah. in, and then all the while Cody challenges Logan at SummerSlam. And out of nowhere, the fucking bloodline, because it's a co branded show, screw Cody over again just because. I don't hate it. And the story continues because. Eventually, you want Cody to win the Rumble, and Cody's the guy that beats Roman. That's n- there's no other option. And yeah. you do a fucking story, do a story with Cody after he gets screwed out of his match with Logan. You do the thing where if I don't beat Logan in my rematch, I never challenge for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship again. As a play on him not, not challenging. Going. Yeah. Yeah. And then he enters the Rumble and he wins the Rumble and the only championship he can actually challenge for is Roman. I don't hate it. I like that, but I don't have the faith WWE would do that. No, um, no. Um, I say, yeah, give it to to Logan Paul. Why not? Another thing I've noticed. Yes. The Intercontinental title been held for a long-ass time by one person. The Universal title held by someone for a long-ass time. They're now on separate brands, which means as a, in my head as a booker, you don't want those two titles on the same brand because you're just not going to be changing champions anytime soon. So you put them on separate brands, which means the US title on SmackDown is probably going to get hot potatoed a little bit. Yeah. And the World Heavyweight title on Raw might get hot potatoed a little, a little bit. Well, I guess Gunther is the de facto top guy on Raw after, was it, Backlash this weekend? Yeah. Do we need to talk about what's coming up? Yes, that's this weekend. Shit, that's a Sunday. Fuck. This Sunday? Yeah, Sunday, Aussie time. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um... How excited are we? 
Not very. I, I'm curious to see what they do with Brock and Cody. I almost think that the story sort of lends itself to Brock winning. Hmm. Okay. Uh, what brand is Selena on? Smackdown, I think. Yeah, yeah Smackdown. So she's on Smackdown. Does Rhea lose? I mean, that's a good theory. But the problem is, if she loses, SmackDown has two women's championships. Uh, where's Damage Control going? SmackDown. And Bianca's on? SmackDown. Okay. Okay, I see your point now. Yeah. Because I thought that initially as well. And, you know, Zelina Vega is Puerto Rican, I think. Yes. Um, Yes, so it would be cool, but there's no way, like, Rhea loses her first proper title defense. Uh, And also... Wait, her cousin's Amazing Red? Oh, I did hear that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) Okay, then. Uh, yeah, which means she's related kayfabe wise to Crimson. <laughs> because Crimson was Amazing Red's little brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, yeah, she is of Puerto Rican descent, it says here on her, her bio. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm guessing both of those champs retain. Where's Bobby going? Oh, wait, no, he's a free agent. No, he's not. Yeah, isn't that what MVP said? No, Omos is. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bobby's going to SmackDown because I'm pretty sure, like, in between now and the Rumble, you know, there is a big feud Roman hasn't had, and that's Bobby Lashley. Yeah, Bronson's on Raw. So I don't see Bronson winning. Bobby. Oh, man. Bronson and Gunther's probably going to happen. That's going to be so good. Bobby, I don't see winning because you need a former world champ to go up against Roman for a bit. Let's be real. We love him. I think Bronson's in this match to take the pin. Yeah. 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 Um, Sucks, but yeah. Damien Priest and Bad Bunny, the tag team of Damien Bunny Explodes, because they can't yep. say the other name on air. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, San Juan Street Fight. Should be interesting. No, it'll be good. It'll be great, I reckon. Um, Roman's not going to show up at this pay-per-view, is he? No, no. Is he going to show up on... Puerto Rican Smackdown Saturday? No fucking chance. Um, Yeah, so I think we get Roman showing up at Night of Champions or whatever. Um, Clash of Champions. What's it called? Night of Champions. Night of Champions. Um, Yes. 
Yeah, we'll get him there. We might get him at Money in the Bank. We'll have him at SummerSlam for sure. Um, man, we have no idea what the pay-per-views between SummerSlam and Survivor Series are, do we? They haven't been announced yet. Between when? SummerSlam and Survivor Series. Uh, as far as I know... Oh, Survivor Series got confirmed this week, did it? It must have. Okay, because I checked this last week because I was going through listing all of um, Roman's upcoming dates. Uh, Survivor Series, no confirmed date yet. Yeah. So from SummerSlam through to WrestleMania. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. It'll It'll be interesting to say, like what those pay-per-views will be because it seems like we're going away from like hell in a cell and extreme rules and shit like that (laughs) so it'll be interesting i think they'll they'll probably talk about the legacy of one night stand as shit like that i mean one night stand is a different pay-per-view fuck off To be fair, One Night Stand in 2007 is a different pay-per-view than the first two One Night Stands. Yeah, don't remind me of that one. <laughs> yeah, um, Great Carly versus John Cena. EC Dub, EC We watched Dub. that match. It was actually one of Carly's good matches. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, for sure. But come on, man. So, Roman this weekend, Day of Backlash, we'll get to day 979. He'll be sixth longest reigning champion in terms of WWE's men's history. I have an account of uh, Fabulous Moolah's reigns in here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, fuck that. And uh, 17th worldwide, counting like uh, major titles from Japan and North America. Yeah. He's closing in on uh, Pedro. For sure, for sure. Um we should probably quickly circle back to the draft because yeah. now now we have Grayson on the main roster. We now have Indy on the main roster. Oh, did you see how NXT ended with um, Indy and Dexter? Yes. Yes, uh, Indy's relinquished her women's title. Sure, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Indy becomes women champ, gets caught up. Roxanne. Still on NXT with Booker T as he does Uber Eats. How the oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I saw that photo. It was fucking amazing. Um Yeah, so good. Um You think he gave his delivery driver five stars, five stars, five stars. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if he didn't get all of his food, he's coming for you, driver. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, anyway. Grayson on the main roster, you were saying, going to uh, SmackDown. Yes, yes. Um, There is some good options there for Grayson, and I do think it's a weird choice to put him and Theory on the same brand. Unless they become friends. Unless they become friends. They're just, like, love... I love Grace Moller, and I think he fucking runs circles around Austin Theory. But Austin Theory is 
his whole gimmick is basically Grayson Waller's gimmick, except Austin Theory's more jacked. Yeah, so, sort of the same as LA Knight, except he's spun off more into a baby face now, and he'll be on SmackDown as well. Yeah, I do think LA Knight uh, will challenge Roman at some point. It'll be a few months down the road. You know who I've... should never challenge Roman again? Who? Carrion. Well, he never ended up cha- challenging him, did he? <laughs> I don't think so. No, he returned to WWE and, like, took out Drew McIntyre and in the same segment, like, gave Roman that uh, fucking hourglass thing and he flipped it and said TikTok to Roman. I guess there's still more time. Um, Just a quick reminder, I had this rant in previous weeks, but why the fuck does he say TikTok hourglasses don't make TikTok sounds? Yeah. Yeah. He's just a big fan of fucking dancing on social media. TikTok, TikTok. Um, yeah. I'm just having a quick look, but as far as I can see, uh, no. Wait, no, Roman it, it never happened. Sorrow for the Universal title? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, no. That's. I could have swore after the Drew match in Cardiff. Nope. On SmackDown it was set up. N- nope. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, still, I don't want that match. <laughs> no. Um, other interesting call-ups. Let's talk about this. Um, he's finally made it to the main roster. Former yeah. WWE champion Jinder Mahal. <laughs> Stop hindering Jinder. <laughs> Um, with Sanger, no, uh, with Sanger, and guess who's coming? <laughs> v is coming. <laughs> He's coming again, and again, and again. I just forgot about Veer Mahar coming soon. <laughs> Jeez, he, came, he came and he left. Uh, um, wow. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, us, us guys know what's what that's like. Sometimes you come and then you go. Um, any hoozles? <laughs> hoozles. Um, uh, pretty dead coming up. Pretty deadly. That's interesting. Um, they did make a logical call here, unlike the Grayson Austin theory thing. They put pretty deadly on the opposite brand of maximum male models. Thank God. Because it's essentially the same deal. Um, but, yeah, I think Pretty Deadly getting called up is great. They're very entertaining. Um, another thing to keep an eye out for, and I just think he's going to get pushed to the moon, whether he's ready or not, Odyssey Jones. Oh, I thought you were going to say somebody else to the moon. But, uh, yes, Odyssey Jones. I yeah. don't think he's ready. I don't think he's ready either, but they're going to push him to the moon. Um, what about uh, somebody who you said is in line for a call-up a few weeks ago, speaking of to the moon, to the blue I've brand, Cameron called, Grimes? Called that one, didn't I? Yes, you did. Um, 
Interesting that he's going with the same brand as L.A. Knight. Well, there's an obvious first feud for him when he arrives. Um, pity uh, Ted DiBiase probably won't be involved this time. Uh, is he still under legal proceedings? Yes, yes. Okay, then we won't comment any further on that. No, no, no. But, um, yeah, they had a good feud. I don't think they'll redo that on the main roster. Um, good to see he's finally getting a call-up to the main roster. Apollo yeah. Crews. Yeah, yeah, another one. <laughs> like, when they cut to the shots of... On SmackDown, they cut to, like, shots of um, the NXT Performance Center and... In the very front row, like Apollo Crews is sitting right in the middle, and it had serious vibes of, oh, you know, that guy that graduated four years ago, but he still hangs out at school. <laughs> I thought you were going to say vibes of Heath Slater after the second brain split. <laughs> oh, no, no, that was good. And it appears we're redoing that gimmick with Elias because Elias on Raw was like, in previous weeks, they've been saying, like, oh, I don't even think you'll get drafted. And they've been doing the same thing with Baron Corbin, that I don't think you'll even get drafted. Yeah, why is there nine people undrafted, like, against uh, Brock? Why is there eight others just left undrafted? Yeah. Um, did you see the videos that came out this week from the WWE European Tour in France? No. Um, for some unknown fucking morbid fucking weird-ass reason, Baron Corbin is over as fuck in France. Oh, is this where they were cheering him? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And I'm just sitting there going like, oh, no, he's going to get yet another fucking push out of this. Yeah. I am the darkness. Da, 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 da. Oh, days. He's a good man. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I suppose last notable call up here Finn Balor Jr., JD McDonough. Is he going to join the Judgment Day? Because every other time he's been compared to Finn Balor, so why stop there? Probably. He actually, no, he will. He's going on the same brand, right? Yeah, he's going to Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's going... <laughs> uh, he's not going on the same brand as Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes, right? No, Friday's still fight night, fella. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, poor Sheamus, now no longer on the same brand as the IC title, so probably at least another year before he can try to achieve his Grand Slam hopes again. Um, another year before he can early retire. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, man, uh, he's definitely going to join the Judgment Day, old J.D. McDonough. Um, someone brought this up on Twitter. I saw it and it was like, holy shit. Uh, the tweets said something like, remember when Tyler Bate was the the future of the business when he was 19 and won the UK title? He's now been sitting in that performance centre He's been sitting in that warehouse for so long that he is now 26 years old. Uh, no. 
He's not that old. That's what I saw on the tweet. I think he's that old. So that would sound about right. Uh, and what is it? Tyler, Tyler Bate. Bate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, oh my gosh, he's just turned 26. Yeah, remember how young Pete wow. Dunn was? How has Tyler Bate not got called up? Remember how Pete Dunn was like this young up and comer is now twenty nine. Jeez. Okay. Like how they wasted both Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate for so long. Yeah, I don't know. Oh wait, I do. It's because it's WWE. Yeah, it's because Tyler Bate short lol. Um. That's 100% it. Um, okay, morbid curiosity question. How tall is Triple H? Oh, I think Rough he's build, build at 6'2", but I'll fact check it. Okay. How tall is X-Pac? Oh, I think he was build at 6, I think. Actually, I think Triple H is, yeah, but Triple H is build at 6'4", that's right. Okay. So you think right. if uh, X Puck, I think was built at like six foot, but he's really like five ten. Okay, so you think if Triple H was five ten, the boss would be happy with him dating his daughter? Oh fuck no! Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. There's still that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. X Puck was six one. How? <laughs> well, I guess like that's at a time where Billy Gunn didn't look huge. And Billy Gunn towers over people in today's scene. Billy Gunn towers over people in AEW. Speaking of AEW, where is the acclaim gone? Uh, This is why this collision show is going to be very important. To try to get people quality TV time? Yep. Okay. Uh, Anything else? Because I know we've got a bit of a hard out with you needing to go to an appointment soon. Yes, yes, I do have to. I actually have to go in about 20 minutes, so I'm going to have a shower soon. Um, no, um, oh, love you humans. Hope everyone's doing well. At Fruity's Alex Instagram and Twitter. At WrestleOzStyle with an AUS Instagram and Twitter. Search us up on Facebook, WrestlingOzStyle, and you can find Chris at... I'm Chris Funder on Twitter. Come tell me. Why Baron Corbin deserves to be Universal Champion. Oh, by the way, humans, I'm into 98 now. Um, okay, okay, save it. We can do it after the, the credits roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you can go back list to the rest of the All Star Archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or using the RSS feed for your podcast fan below. Enough to so say good day, and we'll talk to you next time.
Okay, so, time for the time warp, Alex. So, a few episodes after the screw job. <laughs> oh, God. Can we never talk of the screw job again? DX does this fucking promo, and the Sean Marcus is like, I'm challenging Bret Hart right now. And out comes a midget dressed up as Bret Hart, and he beats him up. And then they get interrupted by the returning Jim the Anvil Neidhart, who says, like, you disrespected my family and blah, blah, blah. And then Shawn Michaels gives him a little speech. This is the start of the show, by the way. And then Shawn Michaels basically, because they just lost Rick Rude to WCW as well, says that he needs a new insurance policy and it's about time that you get the spotlight you deserve, Anvil. And then just like that, Anvil joins DX. I'm sorry, what? Jim the Anvil Neidhart, for one episode of Raw, was a member of DX. How many more episodes would he be with WWF for? So this is where it gets interesting. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, I've got to be really quick here. So um, by the end of the episode, uh, Jim Neidhart helps Shawn Michaels defend his title against Vader, and then China low blows Jim Neidhart, and they beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> um, that's not before... They officially introduce him as the newest member of DX. They did that before that match. And seeing Jim Neidhart come out doing his full, like, goatee-stroking 80s shtick to DX's music is the weirdest fucking thing. But then we move to the next week on Raw, Triple H versus Jim Neidhart. And what happens? They just automatically DQ and Sean and Triple H just beat the piss out of Jim Neidhart, spray paint WCW on his back, and off Jim Neidhart went. Don't even remember that. Yeah, they spray painted WCW on his back. (laughs) And then, yes... A couple of weeks later, he shows up in WCW. <laughs> and, like, the commentators the whole time are like, oh, he's... Oh, good riddance. He's going south anyway. <laughs> I'm just having a, a look here on Wikipedia. I never noticed this before. Have you edited this? Because it says Jim Neidhart was a member of the first iteration of DX. It's actually listed. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> No, episode yeah. of Raw confronting Shawn Michaels, November 24th, 1997, kicked out during uh, the same episode. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking so weird. Yeah, another forgotten thing in time. Anyway, love you humans. I'm out.